0: Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's uh, Saturday Night Special Time, the podcast that the only time they get a comment on their YouTube page, if it's meaning for somebody else's YouTube channel, that's how awesome we are. Nope, this is the show that's like hanging out in your buddy's basement, just shooting the crap about comics and nerd stuff that's fun to talk about, so... think we've got a kind of fun show tonight we're actually gonna we actually got comic reviews this week we're doing top five anime our top five animes we're talking about uh sex toys that crashed on the i-40 we've got all kinds of fun stuff to talk about tonight matt's gonna break down clerks three so let's get it going
1: Uh, Mr. Jones. Oh that man. Was a,
2: that was a great intro.
0: Thank you, sir. I took my son on Thursday. Thursday? Yeah, Thursday. Dad. He texted me, Dad. There's this hamp in scottsdale I need to get. And I was like, Okay, cool, son. It's like four miles from my work. If you want, I can pick it up for you. Crickets. So I ended up having to work late that night, and I got, I stopped at the store and got some groceries and you know some food and stuff. And I and I called him. I said, "Hey, I got something. I need you to get out of the trunk. Can you get it for me?" He's like, he thought it was his app. It was two cases of water. <laughs> <laughs> but now he ended up. Uh, so then we ate, and he's like, "Let's go get that app." I was like, "Dude, that store is like fifty minutes away." <laughs> <laughs> but we drove out there got it it's a anybody that plays guitar about a 6505 dude he puts that thing on two on two and it's freaking rattling the windows in my house it's so freaking loud
2: nice so out of 10 it's gonna rattle a stadium right that's what it's for
1: for big so shows
0: if he, if he puts it to five i guarantee the cops will be here
1: <laughs> hey man if it's too loud you're too old right
0: but I must be too old because that shit was loud. <laughs> I was more—it's not—it wasn't—it is loud. It's loud, but it was like I was more concerned about my neighbors because it was like we didn't get home to like after ten o'clock at night, and we're fucking rocking this thing out. And yes, we got to turn it to eleven, Hartman.
2: It goes to eleven.
0: <laughs> but so it, he's pretty stoked. What up, AOA? So anything anything cool happened this week to you guys?
2: Um my wife is at a 20-year reunion. And a
0: blow for Sam.
2: <laughs> and It's been absolutely <laughs> delightful taking care of everybody.
0: <laughs> He's gonna be missing in action here.
2: <laughs> all right. That's why yeah, we're getting speaking
0: up. <laughs> that's why we're getting done in two hours because cause Sam's got all the hookers and blow, right?
2: <laughs> I've got a I've got a play secretary for my wife right now. She's Louise. My daughter's babysitting. And I forgot about it. <laughs> Just <laughs> forgot about everything. Anyway, yeah. It's been it's been a wonderful weekend.
0: And then Sam was at a volleyball game, so we did a real Matt and I ended up doing a real fun interview on Threshold of Reality. We interviewed another some more paranormal investigators, and they were a lot of fun. So once that's up, go over there and check that out.
1: Yeah, I tried to do my best stumbling Jedi impression and just sit there quietly, but Kyle threw it to me and said, "Ask me if I had any questions. So I had to actually talk. <laughs> I couldn't yeah. just sit there.
2: So anyway, yeah, easily. Easily won that award. <laughs> so, well, I guess.
0: Let's get into some news. Let's do it. Let's rock this new shit out.
1: Are you, are you sure that's what you want to do?
0: I am positive, sir. Let's I'm rock the Sweet. So, who we got first on the agenda, Matt?
1: Spawn becomes the Court of Owls' new weapon to defeat the Dark Knight and DC's upcoming Batman Spawn crossover from Todd McFarlane and Greg Capullo. Which I... happy Batman Day, y'all!
0: Happy Batman Day! I'm Batman.
3: I'm Batman!
0: So you're actually excited about this, Matt?
1: I am. Um, the Court of Owls, I think, is one of the best things that happened to Batman since the Joker um it's one of the best things i think scott snyder gave to uh, the world of batman on his time on that book um i just think it's interesting that the court of owls finds a a way to manipulate spawn whatever it may be and use him against batman because they're basically saying like we sent a talent after him that didn't work let's go so let's go send someone who's Right on his level and spawn and and see what happens. So I'm super it, actually. Super it might be hard
0: for this. spawn to infiltrate him. Yeah, he's. I, I don't think he can dress the part. What What do you mean? Well, you know how like Dick Grayson infiltrated him.
1: Yeah,
0: spawn doesn't.
1: Uh, just
0: can spawn get rid of that cloak and, <laughs> and that.
1: No, well, he's being summoned I'm as a team. Yeah, I don't even know if they has to infiltrate it. They're gonna somehow, I'm assuming, somehow like convince him or use him against Batman. I don't know if necessarily spawn's infiltrating them.
0: I thought he's they were teaming. Summoned up. from hell,
1: right? No, so Spawn and Spawn is being used as a pawn by the that's my understanding, anyway, is that Spawn is being used as a pawn by the Court of Owls to go after Batman.
0: I hope they do an issue where where the Court of Owls actually sits down with Spawn, and they're like, all right, Spawn. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, like the, the like the meeting that they had. Like, they're having dinner, or maybe they're out having some drinks at a nice restaurant, and they're like, all right. that's uh, This is what we want you to do.
2: Here's, here's my suggestion, is that if things get out of hand for Batman up against Spawn, he can call the Ninja Turtles, and then the Ninja Turtles can call the Power Rangers, and then you have three epic hero team-ups against Spawn.
0: So, what do you think is going to take Batman to beat Spawn?
1: That's a good question, but I'm sure you got a, some kind of contingency plan. Maybe an exorcist that I don't know. Maybe he's gonna pull a John, pull out John Constantine, or something. Saul. I, I don't know. I'm excited first to find Batman out.
0: Spawn was great to look at and gobbledygook to read. So
1: it actually get me, it gets me excited about a Spawn book. So I guess that's a, an A plus in their column already from my standpoint. So
0: because <laughs> you only buy them for the covers.
1: Pretty much. Pretty so much. next.
0: Oh, so, so it came out this week.
1: No, it hasn't come out yet. But it's just interesting that it, you know it's Todd McFarlane writing a Batman Spawn book. It's Tom McFarlane writing, Greg Capullo drawing it. So I mean, it, it's an all-star team already. So I just hope it uh, has a good payoff and isn't, and isn't, in AOA's words, gobbledygook to read. But I'm sure uh, somewhere, if you listen very closely, somewhere you can hear Corbin weeping with joy.
3: <laughs>
0: his tear comes out of his eyes. yeah
1: he's stumbling to to rush into <laughs> greg's comics to find out when he can uh put it on his sub list and
0: not and not pick it up or pay for it yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> sit there for a year
1: yeah i'm excited to to read issue one that'll definitely be one that we have to do a review on when it comes out but it's, like I said, it's got a good creative team, so it's got me hyped, at least at, at that point. And then yeah, the sure. synopsis, a synopsis of it, it got me excited. So it gave me a partial, give me a quarter, chub. So
0: a th- just a quarter of his?
1: Just just a quarter.
0: <laughs> so next uh, we've got oh, the people's joker. Yes. Did you guys read about this?
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: So, yes. so go ahead and introduce it to case I'm listening. It looks
1: terrible. The studio has seemingly brought the legal hammer down on the People's Joker, a parody film that spoofed not only Batman villain but a ton of other DC comic characters. Screened last night at the Toronto International Film Festival during the midnight programming block, The People's Joker is described by its writer slash director slash producer slash star. Vera drew as an illegal coming-of-age comic book movie. The film trailer can still be viewed as of now, showing just how much of DC's, um, I'm going to say, iconography? (laughs) No, no, I've
2: lost it. Iconography.
1: Iconography made its way into the film's crosshairs.
0: I like iconography better.
1: Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, it... Why, why wouldn't you just call it, like, I don't know. There's got to be a way legally you could call it something else and in, in dance around this.
0: They should have done it as the people's hoker.
1: Yeah, hoker. <laughs> <laughs> like it's Spanish. It's yeah. the Mexican joker. It's hoker. I,
0: I, I saw this meme the other day, and it was this this guy was coming across to into the United States, and he was at the border, and the border agent... On the American side, says, are you here?" He's like, "I'm coming here," and he says, "Like, uh, for a while or something." He says something with a H, but he says, "Oh, oh," he said, "I'm going to uh, San Jose," and they said, "Oh, in America we call it San Jose." He's like, "How long are you going to be here?" The border agent says, and the guy says, "Maybe from January to Hoon or July." i just thought that was funny
2: you know how they get this parody to stick is they they add a sex scene and call it a call it a porno
0: well i mean the joker is already a woman right
2: yeah if it were a porn parody no one would have any problem with it that's all it would take
0: but when did it, I don't know how this works, but wouldn't have got into the screening process? Wouldn't they have red flagged it before it got all the way to being a premiere?
2: Um, they, this looks like a pretty low budget production. So they probably got a low budget um, copyright lawyer to advise them as to what they had to do.
1: And What's Warner Brother
2: been? has high budget uh, copyright lawyers cracking down on it.
0: Yes, let me see. What is it called? The People's Joker. Let me see if I could pull up that uh, that
1: trailer. I mean, I got to admit, the the Joker down there from Suicide Squad looks a lot better than the Jared Leto version. He's <laughs> <laughs> like a 15-year-old kid. Yeah. <laughs>
0: well, let me share my screen. I'll mute it. We can talk about it, and we'll just see how this is.
2: Oh, we're going to look at the trailer. Buckle up. Going on a bumpy ride.
0: Going on a bumpy ride.
2: Hold on to your butts. Tiff, Toronto International Film Festival. So far, so good. Oh,
1: That's that's terrible.
0: I love that Arkham Asylum. That's (laughs) awesome.
1: It looks like it's straight out of like a, like the Black Hole Sun music video or something. Straight out of a Soundgarden music video. They're doing a lot of green screen. Is that Cole Sprouse? <laughs> no. <laughs> what? I, what is this? <laughs> Haunted gay ride? What? Okay. <laughs> Oh, this is great. Hello though. Oh my gosh. What the... That, that's a And this cool. made it into the, the Toronto International Film Festival. It must have been a slow year for filmmaking.
3: <laughs>
1: or they had just a really good pitch.
2: Oh, man. This that is giving terrible. me like zero concept of what the story is. That... Is that, Corey <laughs> is that Corey Feldman? Corey Feldman's gay brother. Jack
1: Black is playing the Joker now?
3: <laughs>
1: oh! Did you speed it up, or is it speed up no, on its this own? Is, this is it.
2: This is
0: it. This is the way it is.
1: Oh,
2: they got a cartoon universe? Dude.
1: No way. This is awesome. This dude must have been with Aaron Rodgers on an ayahuasca trip when they shot this. Oh. Joker, female Joker having sex with real Joker in cartoon. That's cool.
0: The transgender Joker.
1: It is a porn parody.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: This should have been fine.
0: What did that say? Holy well, that moly! Who's this guy? Let me give. Let me go back a little bit.
2: Pause it. The people's completely really
0: unauthorized <laughs> by Detective Comics, Warner Brothers, or anyone claiming ownership of the trademarks all materials used fall under fair use haunted gay ride productions
2: protected yeah, under I, title i 17. tend to agree i tend to agree having seen it there's no way you could confuse this production for for a warner brothers production <laughs> I, I tend to agree so now California. we're not
0: going to be able to see it though like it's you it's- know if they
2: get a decent lawyer they'll they'll crack it open Give it a year or two. We'll we'll get it. We'll get to see it.
0: I mean, I I have to see it now. Like I I want to see it. Like I want to reach out to these people and like
2: I think get a copy. And then set up a private screening. I want to interview them.
0: I want to interview the dude who wrote this movie.
2: Vera Drew. So put it out um, there. Put it out there to the universe. Vera Drew. You have an open invitation to come talk about the People's Joker.
0: So you know what to do, Sam. The people's Work your Joker. magic.
2: I'm gonna send it, send out the vibe. No, 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 no. Don't
0: send out the vibes, send out the email.
2: I will. <laughs> the vibe precedes it though. We gotta you gotta send out good vibes. The
0: and then you've got good. Damien following in his father's steps about something.
1: Uh, DC Super uh, DC Superman Son of Kal-El 15 recreates an iconic moment where Batman slaps Robin. Well, this time, Robin is the one raising a hand to the sinister President Bendix.
0: Yep, and then if you want to read it, he appears in a doorway, but he's... I love it!
1: Damien appears in a doorway and tells Bendix, he's heard you've consistently tried to hurt my best friend, Bendix, who's planned to take over Gamora... Was just shut down by Lex Luthor. When Lex realizes the battle was turning into the hero's favor, stands up and tells Damien to move. However, Damien slaps him and sends Bendix sailing to the ground before he can get out of um, get out any more of that. You want me to to move again, Damien asks before Bendix decides to cut his losses and run.
0: I, I just I, you know, it just, I just love that DC has the they've seen the memes. They have the sense of humor, and I like how they've incorporated it for us, DCs. again, to enjoy.
1: DC is woke, well, yo.
0: Because now we have a whole new meme out there for us to enjoy. Now we uh, can have Damien slapping somebody.
1: Yeah, but it doesn't feel like it hits as hard as the, the Batman slapping Robin meme. I just gonna think it kind of goes hand in hand with like all the innuendos that go with like the batman the old-school batman stuff 66 stuff
0: hmm i don't know i think it's i think it's cool that they've,
1: they've that they've done that yeah no it, it is cool that they they're starting to be more self-aware and kind of steering into the meme a little bit more but it's like eh, are you are you doing it to what are you doing it for is it for a cash grab and your sinking company Or are you doing it to be relevant or are you doing it just to be funny or yeah, child abuse always draws better.
0: (laughs) So I don't know. I I just thought that was cool. 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 Yeah. So for, for our next, our next news piece, I just thought this was cool. So this guy here is, in a video uploaded to his YouTube channel, The House of Masks, the do, AJ Good shows off his truly staggering collection of masks from all the different eras of Slipknot's career. See, apparently he owns hundreds of high-quality replica, whatever that word is, with dozens upon dozens from each member of the New Metal Titans. So not only does he have he, Slipknot masks, He's got Guar masks, and I know he's got a couple of uh, uh, mushroom head masks. Even though he hates mushroom head, but I just, you know what I mean. Like, and these things aren't cheap because my my son is into wanting these masks. So, but the cool thing are out, there? He's got hundreds of them. So he actually has a he actually bought like a storefront in L.A that he does something, he houses it. So now he's, like, friends with bands of, like, Slipknot and Guar because he's acquired so many of their masks. Because they're up where you can get uh, okay replicas for, like, 150 bucks, all the way up to God knows how much for, like, really nice replicas. And he's got, like, actual stage ones. But, I mean, this is this is hardcore, man. This, and they do. They, they change their mask every day usually about every album. There's one mask that he doesn't have though. It was the, uh, there's a Joey Jordanson mask. And if you know what Joey Jordanson did with his was he had that, you know, it's the, just that white mask. I forget what it's called. Like the Phantom of the opera mask or something. Mm-hmm. And he, and he would use, he would take paint and he would just in blood and smear it. And he gave one away to somebody for their birthday. And this guy has been trying to buy it for like 10 plus years. And he hasn't right. been able to, he hasn't been able to get it. But like that's hardcore. Like my son every Halloween, when the Halloween store opens up, he he goes and he buys that mask and he recreates the different Joey masks for him to so he's got all these different Joey Jordanson masks. Cause he's just su- super into these masks. I just thought it was just that was just insane.
2: It's better than collecting Funko Pops. I'll tell you that.
0: I agree. Like I was yes, telling thanks. my son when we were driving to get his amp, the first time that they had come to Phoenix to play, they had played at the Celebrity Theater, and I wanted to buy one of their jumpsuits. You could buy them at Hot Topic for like hundred bucks, and I was going to get there at like two o'clock in the afternoon and like wait for them. So that I could hang out with them, and nobody wanted to buy a jumpsuit and go with me. This was probably like nineteen ninety nine, maybe. So.
2: Is Hartman upset because I I I went after Funko Pops? Hartman, do you have Funko Pops?
0: Nah, he's not Hartman. He doesn't fucking do Funko Pops. So, on to the next. The next one we have to talk about, because this is probably like the funniest story that we have that I've heard in a while. And I think we could probably try to bring the audio up as well that comes with it.
1: Well, I want to know if this dude, like, if this is like a sexual fetish for the, him, then like, so like if him and his girlfriend are about to bone down on a Saturday night and he's like, which, slip mask, which Slipknot Mask you want me to grab this week, huh? You you want the clown? no, no. What Do you want the Corey? The, the one that looks like Michael Myers with dreads? Yeah, that's your finish this week? or right, let's do it, you know?
0: Shit, probably not.
1: Or if he puts, like, a, on the gas mask and, like, sucks a fart out of her or something. I don't know. It just...
0: Like, I know, like, I'm a big mushroom fan head as well. And, like, inside those groups, they, uh... Those people are always buying mushroom head masks. So I think if you're just into this... These masks, people a lot of people like to acquire them.
1: Yes, I mean, there's a fandom for everything, and I guess collecting like, but it's replicas though. Like, what it'd be more impressive if like he was buying actual, like the real masks at auction or something. Like, it's like he's got a mask dude, and he's just like, all right, well, this is what their mask is this on this tour. I mean, recreate it for me, you know. Sounds like
0: there's a big market for people, they a lot of people recreate these masks. Like identical to it. And like I said, they're expensive. Yeah, it's like a collectible.
1: Yeah, it's I'd say like we collect comics. He collects mats. It's the same, same.
3: thing. Just hey, all fandoms.
1: <laughs> Matt's hunting for buzzes
2: to kill.
3: You sweaty <laughs> slipknot masks.
1: No, I'm not trying to kill anyone. I'm not trying to harsh anyone's mellow or anything. I'm just saying.
0: You got to think though that he's probably right, man. Like you think of a, a, a full like two year tour with those masks, man, you think those things got to be ripe?
1: Yeah. But they probably
0: spray like uh, the same disinfectant that they spray in uh, uh bowling shoes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Just the <a> deal. Deodorat- right. All right. You're going to put it on Corey. Let's go. I, I next wore- year, next year sticks boy. The
0: Kyle spirit Halloween mask will be in his collection.
2: <laughs> I wore a latex mask to Comic-Con one time, and it was miserable. Oh, yeah. That sounds absolutely it was so awful. I'll never do that again. I couldn't I couldn't breathe well for, like, two weeks
1: afterwards. But, moving on here. Lost load. I like what you did there.
2: Oklahoma <laughs> City truck
1: wrecked on the I-40 leaves. Vibrators and lube spewing out across the highway with fears of sex toy supply shortage. <laughs> well, yeah, because they're all laying on the side of the road.
0: I mean, you got to think if there's one full semi-truck full of nothing but lube and dildos.
1: like, like a good time to me.
0: How many women are going to have to use their old one and not the new one?
1: Or have a boy go on a date?
0: Why? And be disappointed? You know this will finish. <laughs> oh,
2: <damn.
0: laughs> That'll finish the job. But isn't there audio that goes with it? There's like the, the, the helicopter... Reporting guy,
1: uh, I don't have audio
0: because there's there's a there's a.
1: Do you have the link up?
0: No, no, I didn't get a link. But there's a so there you could hear the the guys in the helicopter, the newscasters in the helicopter, and the people back at the office go. Oh, what is that? And he goes, yeah, dicks. It's dicks. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Does he say? I didn't. <laughs> I didn't hear him say it's dicks.
0: Yeah, Let's that's see. the first word he says. He says dicks. <laughs>
1: See if I can get the audio up. Right, right here.
0: Somewhere there's a lady waiting for her battery-operated boyfriend stood up again.
2: <laughs> it's a shame. I feel bad for anybody who has to rely on prosthetics to get the job done. Well, Justin, I know,
0: but I'm glad you found us over here and you're hanging out with us. It's good to see you, Justin. But yeah, it's... But I, you know what? I, I picked this is what I pictured when I heard this story. There's at least four chicks, there's four ladies with their trunks open going to town with arms full of dildos running back to their <laughs> truck. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker, I am set for the year. Going to yeah, town like with these dicks.
1: Like people when they're trying to get cash, are that spilling out everywhere?
0: Could you imagine? Why would they need that many? To-
1: Why would they need that many? Or
2: unless we are trying to corner the market. Hey, I mean, you need one. Oh
0: shit! My Etsy store is going to be lit.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you need um. You need one for every occasion, man.
0: Can you imagine on the news? Justin, the price of dildos has jumped with inflation because of a truck. It has now gone from eighteen percent to a twenty-seven percent markup on all dildos because. They're all on the I-40 in Oklahoma. Is
1: that That's what Tyler's selling issues. on Amazon now? Is that is that what, what Tyler's going to be selling on Amazon? Is All these I'm dildos like that he truck found truck on the side of the road? Just, yeah. This literally gives a new meaning to the the term fell off the back of a truck. Like, where'd you get that dildo?
3: Well,
0: you know,
1: fell off the back of a truck.
0: You pull it to get gas at the gas station, near a chick and There's another chick there and they're like, hey, hey girl. Opens her trunk. I got dicks
1: for days. That's the hog slapper five thousand. How did you get that? I didn't even know that was out yet. You know, fell off the back of a truck. But yeah Slapper Five (laughs) Thousand.
3: oh but i mean were
0: they coming to the west coast so like you know are i wonder if there's gonna be like a shortage in arizona now you're gonna you're gonna walk into the castle boutique and there's it's gonna be like an empty shelf
1: probably there's gonna be a
0: sign at the front door we have no dildos no dildos here
1: (laughs) all vibrators are currently
2: on back order i'll tell you what's going to be popular is cucumbers at the produce section Wow. Oof. Wow.
0: Did you ever find that audio?
1: Yeah, yeah, I got it right here. All
2: right.
1: I'm going to share my screen here. The Flatbuster. The Flatbuster
0: 5000. The Flatbuster. <laughs>
3: Flat
0: <laughs> what do we got? What do we got? Want me share it? That <laughs> but They're being loaded by At I-40, right? The on-ramp is to go to the new
1: turnpike spur here. It is also the Mustang on-ramp. When you get off Mustang to get onto I-40 eastbound, that's also the Mustang on-ramp. barely hear it. Are you able to hear it all right? Barely.
3: So they already have records here, but there is a lot of stuff to clean up. So this turnpike spur. You can kind of make them out. I wish you would just zoom
1: in on one.
2: Mills, got his nine back to you. Jim, can you tell what he's carrying there? What's all over the road? <laughs> all
0: right, that's uh latest I forty eastbound. I swear I heard one word. it says dicks. <laughs> uh, not really. Uh
1: maybe you Some can tell. I, I can't tell. You know, oh, you can see it right there. As as the not injured,
3: no injuries, but
0: uh, that's you a hole
1: like right here. <laughs> Damn,
3: man!
0: What's hey,
1: I don't need to see. it. I saw it, all right. I saw the <laughs> fake dick.
0: You see if you like to see fake dicks. Wow. But yeah, that's. I think that's so hilarious. Just Lubin' dicks, lube and dicks on the freeway.
1: So. Hey, whatever helps sleep at so night, man.
0: Well, a lot of women aren't going to be able to now.
1: <laughs> They're going to go unsatisfied.
0: Just no, like normal. Nothing new from normal.
1: No wonder my fiance was so grumpy today.
0: They get used Could to it. Could
1: you imagine checking your shipping, tracking your shipping, and it is like your your package is currently spilled out all over the i-40.
0: Sorry, we will not be able to deliver your dick.
1: <laughs> no longer in transit. Oh, you can see it. Like in the picture you added, you can see like the little pink vibrator in the shape of a Crooked D.
0: The old Crooked D. Uh, so. All right. So I think the first thing we should get into is I don't know how many people went and saw Clerks 3. I know Matt's seen it twice.
3: Yeah.
0: So we So there's an article where you could tell the person did not care for Clerks 3 at all.
1: Yeah, it's the A.V. Club article, and they pretty much just trash this movie, but they use... The way I go about it is, like, you can tell it's definitely, like, a hit piece and there. It's, it's someone who has some sort of grudge with Kevin Smith or has been just not a fan, and it's a very... um They're not writing it unbiasedly, and they're very, like... You could tell they have an agenda with it. It's
0: yeah. You could tell that they just weren't. They just they had a reason to 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 slam it, and they did.
1: Yeah. It. I mean, the title of the article is "Kevin Smith's Clerks Three Cashes In on Nostalgia at a Disappointing Cost."
0: Well, I don't I care what they think. I want to know what you think, Matt. I think this is dispiriting. Cost.
1: I loved it. Like to me as a kevin smith fan it was a good like i said I, I the first time i saw it i came out of it and then i was like oh it's a 10 it's a 10 and screaming at the top of my lungs of how good it is and then i had a uh, ptsd from a from miss marvel and i was like oh, i gotta see it again and make sure that's how i feel about it and it's it's like an 8.5 for me it's definitely a a fun watch like i enjoy most of his movies so i felt like it was a good uh good wrapping up of the clerks trilogy and it was a very much a coming to it was very much a story more so of two men coming to terms with their own mortality in different ways and a friend and friendship and taking people for granted and not you know wasting your lives because the, the most precious thing we have is time and a lot of us waste time doing nothing and it, it, you kind of have that Near death experience or this epiphany that you've done nothing with your life and just try to make the most out of what you little time you have left. And it was it was a lot of fun. I mean, if you like the original clerk, that pretty much Randall has a heart attack and then it becomes very meta where he wants to he realizes that he's wasted his life watching the same cartoons and the, doing the same things, same movies, and he's never really amounted to anything. He's worked in the same store his entire life, and he goes on the he goes on this adventure of building the, doing the movie Clerks. He decides he wants to make a movie about his life and his time at the Quick Stop and all the customers that have come in there. And he says, you know, the the movie I'm going to make is I'm going to make it a script of everything I've ever heard anybody say in this store, or I've said in this store. And there's a lot of good callbacks to the old V.S.Q. universe and V.S.Q. movies. And like, there's a when Jay's reading the script at one point, there's, he says a line from chasing Amy where he was, he's like, snoochie boochies. Why do you have me saying this baby babble bullshit? And <laughs> Randall's like, what do you mean? I've literally heard you say that on multiple occasions. So just <laughs> and he wears a buy me toy shirt at one point. So there's like a lot of callbacks throughout the, the universe, but yeah, he goes through the the motions of very meddly making, remaking clerks. So, it's a it's a fun movie if you're a Kevin Smith fan and like the the Clerks movies and it sucks that it's only getting a limited release and only in theaters until tomorrow. Like it's weird the way they did it because they put it in theaters from two. It was in theaters Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, not today, and then comes back tomorrow for one day.
0: What's so real movies can be on for Saturday?
1: I guess yeah. Saturdays are for the real movies. <laughs> yeah. But. So it's kind for- of a meta take on the whole thing. Yeah.
2: That's cool.
0: I, you know, and this goes to Matt's love for watching movies. And this is something I've given him shit about for years. I think it's great. He goes to watch a movie and he's such a movie guy. And this is what's awesome about him. He comes out and he just fucking, like, his mind is blown when he finally goes to watch this movie. And it's like the greatest thing ever. And then he watches it again. He was like, damn it. <laughs> it was good. But I don't know how it was good the first time. So, like, when Captain Marvel came out, the second he walks out of the theater, messages me and he goes, Moves a
3: 9.8.
1: All the nine eight, Fucking 9.8. 9.8. So, it's it's the nostalgia, man. Like, you, I get caught up in the nostalgia feels, and I'll admit it. I'm I'm, I'm a big enough man to admit it. I get so really caught out up in the nostalgia.
0: Three, and he goes, This movie's a, yeah. <laughs> it's a 10. Yeah. I loved
1: it, but. Like it at two hours. There's I, my second watching. It's like at two hours. There's some stuff in the middle that could be shortened down and cut down to make it, you know, an hour and a half movie tops. But the third act, like the the trailer or not trailer, but the after credit scene, it's like a making of kind of thing, and Kevin Smith's talking. What he talks about in this is like Lionsgate instead of bringing in a bunch of random people to to do their um, like pre screening, Lionsgate got a bunch of people that work for Lionsgate that, you know, or may or may not be Kevin Smith fans together to do pre screenings for this and then took their feedback from it. And so that stuff leaks getting out because there's a huge, huge, huge thing in the third act that I never saw coming that when it happened, it absolutely gutted me. Like, there's a there's very few times a movie gets me where I get a lump in my throat. And I'm like, damn, like it really hits you. But there's something that happens in the third act that I'm not gonna leave here because I don't want to spoil it you for really anybody who wants to see to it. Take shirt off. No, I wish. But it's it's just like a huge gut punch, and it's like, oh man, like you don't see it coming, and it's it's just
0: like a truck so full damn. of dildos that comes like flying a, yeah, like a truck
1: full of dildos. You just don't <laughs> see it spilling over, but. It's so good, man. I I enjoyed it, but it's not for everyone, and and there are people out there because I guess he had some sort of drama with some channel called Clownfish TV when he was promoting Masters of the Universe, and they were there was a spoiler or plot leak for Masters of the Universe, and Kevin was basically saying no, that's not what it is. It's it's not from this character's point of view, and she they're lying, and essentially called them liars, and then never apologized for it and they're all butthurt about it. And, and so now they try to trash him every time they can. And like I said, the dude's got his critics. He's not for everybody, but what, what are you going to do? But yeah, I, I think there's got to be some, usually in journalism, you have to have some sort of like professionalism, but this, this AV club article just feels like I said it, it when you read it, it feels and reads like this person has a personal vendetta against Kevin and and they're not really hating on the movie. They're more so hating on him as the person. So, Yeah.
0: I mean, with this movie, what do you think the future for Kevin Smith is? I mean, like, so he's ended the the saga of clerks.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, he's pretty much come out and said that Lionsgate came to him and said, so they got to make this movie based on how well, Jameson on bob reboot did for dvd sales so Lionsgate came to him and said listen if you got any more of your stuff that you want to put out under a specific and a certain price point you can do it here and we'll work you know distribute it for you and do all that stuff so that in that distribution that allowed him to do clerks three he only spent like seven million dollars making this movie only well i mean and by movie standards that's not a lot so, so
0: then the people's joker how much do you think they spent
1: Like 50 bucks.
2: (laughs) 50 50 bucks and a lot of green screen work. I bet their budget was about 100 grand.
1: 50 bucks and a pirated version of After Effects.
2: But...
0: BK says, I stand with Adam, down with clerks.
1: (laughs) You know, I just... I liked it a lot. And I (laughs) see... To answer your question, I can I can see him somehow getting a Rats two out there now. Um, there's been a lot of t- a lot of talk of him wanting to do Tusk two, and I don't. I really got that to happen. That is
0: not a movie he has. He needs to do Tusk is
1: happening. Tusk two the, is happening. I, I hope to God it. God, it really doesn't. But the
0: first half of that movie is fantastic. Yes. And then the last half, he got too stoned, and it fucking fell apart.
1: It's yeah, happening. once it once he transforms into the once Justin Long is transformed, it's uh it's game over in that movie.
0: Dogma is still his best movie.
1: Yeah, like there's a lot of like I said, there's a lot of funny stuff. Like when Randall has his heart attack, so he has the same heart attack Smith has in, in the Widowmaker, and it shows that he's you know, shows him have it and that he's getting the surgery to op- put the place the stint to open the valve. And the the surgeon that he's that's doing his surgery is actually the the chick who plays like the ship mechanic with the um all the robots on Tatooine and Mandalorian. So as Randall is as uh, doped up on painkillers, he's basically reciting all the events of the Mandalorian to her. And it's, <laughs> it's very meta because you know she's in that show, so she's talking to him about the Mandalorian. And he at one point he's like. And then I shit you not, Luke fucking Skywalker shows up, and it's not the it's not the old Luke, it's the young fuckable Luke from Return of the Jedi, not the old get off my lawn Luke from The Last Jedi, and like she's like, oh, I, was, I see you're a superhero fan, and and then she's like, in her Batman voice, she says, "With great power comes b- great responsibility," and and Randall's just like, what the fuck was that? Like, so <laughs> it is like I said it. it it turns very meta and I like kind of where they go with it. And the beauty of it is they get all the original cast that's still alive um, from the original clerks movie to come back in and reprise their roles. So like the, the same woman who's standing outside waiting for a copy of dental school is back and Rick dare, the guy who plays Rick Darius is back and the Chulies guy is back. And so they even get the, the cat and the dude who's, standing at the counter and the cat is shitting in the box back and so like it's just crazy how they found these real people and went back found them again to recreate this movie so
0: it would have been yeah. cooler if they would have went
1: 23 dicks instead of 13 you gotta understand though bk he's probably contractually obligated to say these things and if you go yeah those spoilers about Master of the universe are right and and that's the direction they wanted me to go, he's going to get sued. So you, you've you got to, he's got to have some sort of like, it happens all the time in movies when things get late, and he's he's got to basically lie to you and say, no, that's not true. You know, plausible deniability and stuff. You can't just be like, oh, that's true and ruin it for everybody. So I'm sure he's contractually obligated to say specific things and, you can't stay silent, dude. You're you're doing a presser for a TV show, like be it's, Silent Bob. Yeah, you're you're sitting there pushing a, a a product. Like, you really think Netflix wouldn't give him shit if he just doesn't say anything about it? I, I don't know, man. But yeah, it's a tough call. It's a tough call. But like a like spider.
2: It's like the Spider-Man. Um, no way home leaks you know Toby Maguire yeah. he didn't he didn't give a crap and then Andrew Garfield was was actually he got stuck lying about the whole thing
1: well and even Tobey Tom Maguire. Holland he had to lie till he was blue in the face about the entire thing every every interview he did on talk shows and stuff so oh and he
2: would and he still spoiled it he yeah. still spoiled it
0: that's what I would do fuck that shit spoiling it guess what everybody's in it motherfuckers
1: yeah but like Elias is back the Jesus Toten Elias from Clerks 2 is back, and he kind of smites Randall when he has the heart attack and then prays to Jesus, and he's like, my prayers are going unanswered. And he's like, I'm going to give my soul to Satan if Randall lives. And so he does, so then he becomes a Satanist. And, like, each time he walks in the quick quick stop after that, he's in a different getup. So he's like, he walks in like a callback to, um, like, Blade Runner. At one point, he looks like the main character from um, Rocky Horror Picture Show. So it's like every he's in these goth outfits that are, are like represent these like satanic movies and stuff. So it's it's fun. I enjoyed it a lot.
0: 8.5 you gave it,
1: right?
0: Yeah. probably good. I mean,
1: the, it, the critics have given are at 65% on it right now on Rotten Tomatoes and like 95% um, audience, audience score. score. So it's I feel like it's I enjoyed it. I've seen it twice and I would. Love to go see it again, and I'm even considering paying the money to go when it comes here for the road show to see it. So
0: I'm waiting until I could get it, I can buy it on I can rent it like on direct TV,
1: but like I'm sure it'll be soon. Um, hopefully, my Monday. Fian- my fiance has n- had no really her only introduction to Kevin Smith before meeting me was um chasing Amy, and so I was like, when they Put these this Fathom event out. I pre-ordered my tickets like months ago, and I was like, "All right, well, we're going to this movie." And she's like, "But I haven't seen the, the first two. I was like, "Let me fix that," and she really enjoyed all three movies. So, I'm I'm stoked for that.
2: Awesome! Get this, get this. My wife dated a guy named Kevin Smith. Oh yeah, it was, was he fat Kevin with a Smith? beard? No, he was a total. Yeah, he was a guy I knew from high school.
0: Damn it. That's all right. My grandpa's name was Bob Kane.
1: Yeah. Did he die on someone else's couch after creating Batman and not getting credit for it?
0: <laughs> no. I always waited from the day that says, I made Batman.
1: <laughs> I made, Batman, 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 I Batman. made
0: <laughs> Batman. Okay. Well, so I think now it's time to talk She Hulk.
1: No. Oh, well, kind of. Kind of. Marvel yeah. steers into the curve and their their jokes are bracing Avengers bootleg Avengers to celebrate latest She-Hulk episode.
2: There was a cartoon there was a cartoon when we were kids called Two Stupid Dogs and they had a spin-off that was like The Avengers it had a guy named Valhalla who was basically a Thor stand-in but instead of a hammer he had a an electric guitar.
1: There was a purple Hulk and there was a, um, yeah, it's the justice friends, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs>
2: and, and the Avengers logo totally threw me back to that. I was like, Oh my gosh, this is two stupid dogs all over again.
1: Was it two stupid dogs or was it Dexter's lab?
2: Uh, it could be either one. Man. Yeah. Maybe it was Dexter's lab.
1: Yeah. Cause they had like, um, Valhalla, um the infragable crunk. Yeah. <laughs> um God, I can't remember what the, the other name. Major it Glory. Like
2: Captain America it was a Captain America Yeah, stand Major
1: uh, Yeah. Major Glory. Yeah, that was it. So was what good. did you guys
0: think of this issue of this episode of She Hulk?
2: I thought it was bad. I I was like Like badass? Is, no, like bad, bad. I like like I've them? been saying, it, every other episode is a stinker, and then they come back with a good episode on the evens. I didn't like the first or the third, and I didn't like the fifth, but I did like the second and the fourth ones. So hopefully they, they come back with something good so after a, teasing what they teased. Guy. Yeah,
1: I feel, we like the sh- I feel like this sh- this episode was really like 30 minutes of nothing happening. And yeah. I really felt like the only reason this episode existed was to drop the daredevil like teaser at the end. The tease, yeah, yeah. Otherwise, it really had nothing. It had no substance to it. I mean, let's
2: track what actually happened. So she, uh, Jennifer Walters, fights back in in court against Titania on the. Trademark infringement lawsuit. She has to trot her her uh, eHarmony dates back into court to to try and establish that she was <clears throat> using the She Hulk moniker publicly. And at the same time, we get one of these uh, these guys that she actually connected with to kind of say that, yeah, I I really like She Hulk. I don't like Jennifer Walters. She's not my type. So it's kind of a slap in the face to make her feel bad about herself. And then she goes and picks up a nice suit, which we have yet to see. So hopefully next episode, we get to see her costume. And then Daredevil also. Uh, this is just very, like, it's just very hollow. Like the whole thing of it, like even the the emotional beats, they they didn't really hit hard. She just kind of shrugged him off like, oh, no big deal. But that's kind of the heart of the show, right, is her trying to balance between her She-Hulk persona and her actual personality as Jennifer Walters and and trying to stay true to herself. So, I, I just, it just like you said, it just fell flat. There wasn't really a whole lot that happened that was important. Uh, maybe it's going to be set up. And maybe it'll pay off big in the next episode, but I don't get—I don't get this whole roller coaster of quality. You know, it's down and then it's up and then it's down and then it's up and then it's. Down. Can't we have something consistent happen in every single chapter?
1: I don't get it. And I, to go back to um, Joe's Doolin's comment, I don't think she can figure out what she wants to be. Like, Isn't
0: that kind of part of it?
1: Yeah, like she's yeah, coming to the terms of being She Hulk and Jennifer Walters and trying to live the two separate lives when you can't live the two separate lives, you just steer into the curve and and breaks both and as one. And it's just, I don't know, like I, I was expecting, honestly, if we're throwing it down here, I was expecting each episode was going to be a different like trial or different case that she's trying, and instead, like, you got the first one where Titania breaks in and then. The Megan the Stallion thing, and it just like, it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel co- coherent to me for some reason. Like, I'm sitting here watching this episode, and I was like, didn't she get served with the? I felt like she got served with the the cease and desist or the lawsuit from Titania, like two episodes ago, and I was like, oh no, that was the end of the last episode. So it just, the show just doesn't feel coherent to me.
2: You know, I, I will say that there that was his, uh, initially the concept behind Better Call Saul. was going to be like a, a freak of the week or mm-hmm. a, a case every week, and it was going to be humorous, and it was going to be fun. And then they took it in a totally different direction. Um, the thing that this show lacks is when you have a, a, a legal show, it's often really helpful to have one case that kind of bridges across the entire season. This one has... You know, the first case was the um, the Titania case that got thrown out and then you had uh, Abomination and then you had Megan the Stallion. And in this episode, she's actually working on her own case and being represented by somebody else. So that was that was something. But there's nothing that really ties it all together. And and so she's kind of she's kind of lost. We're getting bits and pieces here and there. Oh, the Wong case also, right? There was the Wong and, and Madison case. Um, Donnie Blaze, what a tease that was, right? Instead of Johnny Blaze, they give us Donnie Blaze. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so there's all these little cases, but there's there's not a thread that that binds them all together. And hopefully, we do get something more cohesive, or or in retrospect, that was cohesive across the whole the whole series, but. Um, it, so far, it's just like every other episode is a total stinker.
1: Listen, Hartman, I'll quit mansplaining things to you when you learn how to spell my name right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if you don't love She-Hulk, you're a misogynist.
1: Well, yeah, everybody knows that, right? I I don't know, like Hartman uh, has
0: a green friend.
1: I enjoy the show for what it is, but like, I feel like there's really, like I said, there's really no substance into it. So I just
2: yeah, I, I just Matt, don't know, Patrick's. If, Patrick's comment here, the Wong Madison stuff was great. I agree. It was. Madison Madison is a delightful character and her relationship with Wong is fantastic. But that comes in an even numbered episode. What we're looking for is something that's consistent from the odd number episodes to the even numbered episodes.
1: But doesn't that
0: that show is missing?
1: What's that? Me. (laughs) Yeah. Doesn't that say something about this show though that the biggest takeaway from it is a throwaway relationship between Wong and Madison is a woo girl and Wong relationship. And they're not even like the, the title character. is She Hulk, like, I don't know, man. It just, she's not yet the star of her own show. Right. But isn't that she, doesn't,
2: even... she doesn't look like a star of her own show yet. And, and hopefully, hopefully that's something that we can get to. But hopefully it's something the writers realize and not just us on this podcast.
1: yeah Madison does have a really, really problem.
0: So him. how do they carry this character into the greater MCU then you think they don't?
1: Well, it's already pretty much like Mark Ruffalo pretty much already spilled the beans that she's gonna be an avenger, that she's gonna be one of the main Avengers in um Kang Dynasty so. There's there's got to be something that's setting up, and I think this is what's showing us is like we sit here and we've complained about the six episode Marvel shows, how they feel too rushed or how you know six episodes isn't enough, and this is going more than six. But are we kind of seeing now the the issue with dragging these out over multiple episodes, like they're that's having cool. to find filler? Like I th- I feel like if this was only six episodes and they had to get from start to end. It, it, this would be a, a vastly different show.
0: So seven seven episodes might be the the perfect amount
1: maybe but I just feel like six might we enough. always
0: bitch six is not enough. Yeah. yeah but now we get more so maybe it's seven.
2: I don't know. I don't know if more is is better I what they need is is a, a story arc that ties all of these individual episodes together. You know, not just not just the episodes, but the cases that she's taking or or being involved in across the series, they have to tie into something.
1: I just like, <laughs> yeah, we had to have a we had to have filler where her cousin is trying to get her to sign, She Hulk, products merch. made by Titania. Yeah, like <laughs> bootleg merch. It's just all right. Like I don't know. I enjoy it for what it is, but like I said, it's not, it doesn't feel like th- there's substance to it. I compare it like watching an episode of Beavis and Butthead. Like, that was fun, but there's nothing there. Brooklyn's Did you watch the, okay. uh,
0: because, Penis because
3: episode?
1: No, I have not watched the Detachable <sighs> Penis episode. I am having so much fun watching the new season of Beavis and Butthead on Paramount Plus, so, though. Like, they, they've been really good episodes. Like, I never thought thought that I think I would like them reacting to, like, YouTube videos more than music videos. So,
0: Well, th- I just like the Beavis Bloodhead stayed with the time. Yeah. Because there aren't music videos anymore. It would right. be a fucking lie.
1: Yeah. I mean, they still do, r- r- like, do some music videos, but it's, like, a YouTube video, and then the next segment will be, like, a music video, so it's... <laughs> It's interesting.
0: But. All right. Well, we'll ho- So episode six was going to be an even number. So everybody, that's going to be a good episode.
2: Cross your yeah. Fingers.
1: It's probably going to be the daredevil episode.
2: So. Yeah. After last week, after this week's tease, it better be.
0: So next. Next. We- House of the stupid dumb dragon.
1: I love this show, man. I don't know what's your problem. is. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a good dumb. show.
0: It's dumb. It's fucking stupid. Go ahead. Do you watch good. it still, Kyle? No, it's fucking stupid.
1: I'm watching it still. I like it. I like it a lot. I'm invested. What if my
0: wife been watching? I don't know. It's on Netflix. It's like some show. Maybe I thought maybe they're Vikings.
2: Is it
1: Vikings? (laughs) Is it The Last Kingdom?
0: Uh, Is there a guy
2: who talks like Uhtred? Is his name Uhtred?
0: Like everybody has eyeliner?
2: Uh, It's Vikings. Yeah. So She's been watching
1: that dumb show. Laura BK says, hey, watch your mouth, Kyle. House of Dragons is great. All right.
0: All right. I agree with BK. It's great. It is.
1: I mean, it is good. Like I said, like I said last week, the time jumps get me but this episode is all really about like the King trying to marry off Rhaenyra, his daughter and building the, the throne through power and what, how she should marry and her trying to pick her own suitors. And like, she's interviewing all these different people for her hand. And there's like some like 50 year old dude and 80 year old dude, that want to marry her. And then some little kid who starts getting made fun of by another dude. So he ends up gutting them right in front of her and, and stuff. And then her, her uncle comes and like shows his support to the king to the throne again by throwing down the mask of the the crab dude that he killed. And then they go out, like he ch- starts showing Rainier what's behind the like what's beyond the walls of the kingdom. And he ends up like taking her into this like whorehouse and he ends up like Incestuous, where he starts trying to bone her out and then he like takes off right before they really could and she comes back and ends up boning out the king's guard that she chose and then like somebody some little kid sees her leaving the, the brothel and narks on her to her dad and then he shows he, like, he gives her shit and tries to get her to drink this like abortion potion and that's like this episode A what wrapped up yeah
0: abortion potion
1: yeah pretty much yeah he the, oh my like, God. Like, the, the doctor dude shows up, and he's like, here, the king wants you to drink this to get rid of the disgrace that you might be carrying. So, yeah, pretty much a, an abortion potion. Plan B potion? Yeah. Oh, my God. Or the, yeah, the morning after potion, you could call it, I guess. Oh.
0: Watch neat, episode neat. three. Okay, I, I'll watch it.
1: Episode 3 was cool, because like, Matt Smith's character goes, Daemon Targaryen goes apeshit and basically takes on an entire army by himself, so. but Abortion <laughs> Potion, awesome band name. That's what I was
0: going to say, that's <laughs> going to be my new band name. Hi. So did you like it, Matt?
1: Yeah, I'm really enjoying this show. Uh, I'm a little disheartened by their saying that Season 2 might follow a completely different, like, generation of Tiger- Targaryen, but... Because I'm, they know it sucks. I'm digging this show. Some, um, it has definitely washed my mouth of the poor taste the final season of Game of Thrones has left into it. So,
2: well, I hope that that stays true.
1: <laughs> <laughs> me, me too. You and me both, sir. All right. Well, we can let. Oh, there's no Lord. I thought there was a Lord of the Rings slide.
2: Oh, no, we did put though? it in.
1: I didn't believe pa- The
2: Rings of Power is still on Amazon. Bummer. Some people are still watching it. You and Tyler. It ish. Tyler is definitely hate watching it. He is I'm, hate watching it. I'm like, I'm like okay with it. It's okay.
0: That's it. It's just okay. What happened in this yeah.
2: this episode? Um, really, they didn't move the the ball a whole lot. They they introduced the dwarves have found a, an ore that will eventually become Mithril, the, the metal that they turn into chainmail for Frodo and Lord of the Rings. Um, uh, the Galadriel is still stuck in Numenor, but she's convinced the Queen Regent to the let her Numenor go. Numenor, bless you.
0: Oh. Numenor!
1: <laughs> I, I said this last night. Every time I hear that name, I just think of the Numenuma kid. Yep, I I yeah
3: <laughs> I <I-a-hi>.
2: yeah yeah. <laughs> uh, it's it's okay. Like there's not a whole lot is happening. It's not that cool. Hopefully something good comes up.
1: <laughs> Sounds as <laughs> exciting as E.T. the video game.
2: <laughs> you know, I, I was- did find a show. I, if you guys are fans of like kind of sword and sorcery, there's an anime on Netflix called. My Uncle from Another World or something like that. The episode is released weekly. It's anime, but it is hilarious um, and irreverent. And it's it's like a, it's like the One Punch Man kind of, uh, uh, what do they call it, satirizing the genre, the isekai genre. Um, it's really great. So if you, if you're bored of Rings of Power, check out My Uncle from Another World.
0: I haven't even watched it. I'm bored of shit from Rings of Power.
1: I was at Walmart today picking up some groceries and I had a woman in the cashier line recommend me at some anime on Netflix where it's like some like three year old kid that lives in an apartment by himself. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is Have that, you watched that? Kotaro? Something like that's that.
0: That's fucked up. Can't even reach the oven to cook anything.
2: Yeah, that like, one's fun. also pretty good
0: some bullshit. Where's his parents at?
2: Kotaro Lives Alone is what it's called.
1: His parents so, are...
2: No. Thermae Rome Nove? What's that on? I is that on that I've never heard of that.
0: That's just fucked up, man. you can not even tall enough to reach the oven, man. You can't even cook himself some fucking mac and cheese. It's some
1: bullshit. He manages, apparently, so... All right. Getting into our best and worst cover of the week. We forgot to run our our, uh, review reel, too. Jesus, we're slacking tonight.
0: Slackers.
1: cover of the week this week belongs to space lady number three (laughs) (laughs) tombs is this i want to know if tombs is in the chat or if tombs watches the replay on this if this is his cover
0: if he is congratulations to him for doing cover art i applaud him but yes this is
1: <laughs> Good lord. Like this is an actual comic cover, man. Like
2: this is like the people's joker of comic covers.
1: I'm I'm not saying anything about the story there, Joe's dueling. I'm just saying the cover is just not great. It's no bueno. Why is this woman's butthole in the middle of her back? Like it's exactly what it looks like, her little butthole.
2: Did did that Dolly AI draw this cover?
1: <laughs> Maybe. So I, I'm, I'm not say saying it's not a fun Dali book. And I'm just saying this. art is who oh boy.
3: It's
0: just a rough cover.
1: It is. Our next uh winner this week is Midnight Sun's number one, Kevin Eastman variant. It works for the
0: turtles, it doesn't work for Wolverine a ghost or back. spirit
1: rider yeah yes like just why is on. his little hammer like green and like it's not there why is his feet so small
0: i like i do like how he's riding on wolverine's leg though <laughs> 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 they're so yeah. tiny it's like he's just like <laughs> using them for leverage
1: push off a little bit man tiptoe wolverine's thigh
0: i think this is actually the one in ten variant if i'm not
2: mistaken
1: but Kevin Eastman drew this? I like how he's got yeah. Pinky out, too. Like, Spirit Rider is very proper. Yeah. Pinky. And, you know, it just goes to show that... It, Kyle's right. It works for the turtles, because a mutant turtle, you really have no, like, size chart to go off of. But, like, a human person, like... they look like children in Halloween costumes. Like, they're so short. I... I
2: mean, dare I say it? They look like midget luchadors.
1: <laughs> Excellent. Yes. So like the head
2: the head to the body ratio. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Do you see what I'm seeing?
1: Yeah, I I see it. It's like and it's
0: very rare that like I'm gonna say a Kevin Eastman cover is bad, but it just I just it just his art style just doesn't work for this.
1: Like the head on Wolverine is fantastic but it's like the rest of the body
0: is where it starts to go <laughs> south
1: you know like not so much
2: here to here yeah down here yeah no drunk's yeah. tough drunk's it's a tough job
1: yeah is that a, a very it looks like a fucking meat tenderizer
2: maybe
0: that's what yeah, they're they're is they're just on the their outlet. way to make chicken fried steak <laughs> yeah
2: why is it just the silhouette of
1: the hammer? I have no idea.
0: Because the moon is bright; it's full,
1: and his the light radiating from his head. I know they do look like muscle men. Good, yes. <laughs> good pull, Joe.
0: It, it is. a, it's a tenderizer. meat tenderizer. Is that what he carries now?
1: <laughs> it looks That'd like. Be it. Awesome. <laughs> Best cover of the week territory goes to. Mindset number three. That is a very well-drawn cover.
0: I think it's cool as shit. Yeah. I love it.
1: And then we got uh, Sacrament.
0: So, this cover was so badass that immediately after finding this cover and showing it to Matt, I'm like, I gotta read what this is about. Because it's it's got dope-ass looking spaceship Astronaut with a cross, holding it up to like a demon in the moon, in a in a planet or moon. I was like, I gotta check this comic out. So we are going to be reviewing the first two issues of this book.
1: Good kind. Very cool.
0: It's right here. Yep, he serves kebabs for passing judgment.
1: Cooked on his head. <laughs> and then we also have this Harley Quinn, uh, Adam Hughes, dude. That is
2: fucking badass.
1: That's really cool. That is a really well done cover. Yes,
0: I love it. Like I just, I think Adam Hughes kind of killed it on this one. I like how she's holding her nose so that it, it blows out the top of her head. Yeah, mm. that's awesome.
2: Very cool composition.
0: Good job, Hughes. Yep, Hughes wins.
1: Very just well executed. One. Never a bad time for kebabs. <laughs> but. All let's right, see. let's get into a little bit of anime news. Big news with with our man Sam here. Ooh.
2: First up. So this was, this was kind of a funny, a funny one. Fist of the North star. I don't know if you guys are familiar with this title, but this was like a badass post-apocalyptic battle manga. And it spawns one of the most popular uh, meme videos or, or meme sound effects, which is, Oh my, which is like, you, you're, you don't realize it, but you're already dead. Uh, because the, the main character has punched, punched somebody in a way that it's like Kill Bill, right? The, the three-step slash or whatever. And so you don't realize you're already dead. Uh, and now it's been turned into kind of a Taibo fitness game where you're punching, Ooh. you're punching, and then you get points and uh, from Fist of the North Star characters uh, as you're trying to get through this, Fitness boxing game, so it's basically Taibo retrofitted with Fist of the North Star, and I think that's kind of funny given the the very almost Rambo esque feel of of the the manga anime uh, that has basically be, become Booty Boot Camp. So Booty
0: Boot Camp. That. That's what I need to go to Booty Boot Camp.
2: Yeah, after you finish your workout, you can be like. Oh my, what
0: Damn! I fucked this slide up.
3: <laughs>
2: okay, so a French artist or French publisher decided they wanted. Uh, so, for those of you who don't know, One Piece and manga in general are very, very popular in France. Um, there was a a piece that was given by the author of one piece to the president of France um, as kind of like a celebration of, of their, uh, the series popularity in that country. But there's a French publisher who's decided that they are going to, that they wanted to compile all of the, all 102 volumes that are out in print so far in one, one volume. So you can buy the entire series through, through volume one Oh two. How the fuck do you it, buy in that book it's a great question yeah, a lot of glue um, twenty one thousand four hundred fifty pages but my thing is like this is a little premature like the series still has another three to five years to go there's probably gonna be at least at least ten more volumes maybe as many as maybe as many as uh, fifteen. So it's a little premature. That's what she said. Maybe they'll <laughs> maybe but they'll offer I mean two thousand uh, pages.
0: How high does that stand? That's gotta be what
2: it's like it's like four feet.
0: <laughs> it's fucking stupid. Can you imagine reading that? Like that's fucking stupid.
2: There's dictionaries that are bound like that. That they're they're like they have all of these, all of the words in the English language, and they're like two and a half feet tall. You can find them at some libraries, but it's just, it's it's really crazy. It's more for the spectacle of it than it is for actually reading it.
3: Could you
0: imagine, God damn, it's four foot, you got to stand up to fucking read it. And then what happens when you get in the middle with the weight?
2: God yeah, damn, you have
0: crease of the bind.
2: If you're looking to buy a copy, it's about two, it's about two grand to get it. Uh, $1,920.00. Plus shipping, so you can imagine it's
1: going to be about two grand um, to bring this one home.
0: That's fucking. Uh, Jeez,
1: yeah, half of that's probably going into getting that thing bound.
0: Yes, it is. Yeah, that's that's the. It's fucking stupid. It's, <laughs> man, you're like halfway through it, pages start fucking falling out and shit, and you're pissed because you paid two grand for it.
2: Right? Yeah, I think this is this is something you just kind of keep on the shelf as like a, a trophy trophy case.
0: Fuck that! If I'm buying it, I'm reading it.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, you can read it, and you okay. Crunchyroll announces it. Western theatrical release. Um, last week I had said that at the USC football game they had the halftime show where they said it was going to be in October. Turned out that was a little too ambitious, and the release date is now November 4th. So, anybody looking to see this movie, it's going to be in theaters starting November 4th. The Dragon Ball Super movie is still in theaters, too. So, I'm imagining this is going to be probably a month to two month um, run, depending on how well it does. And interestingly enough, the movie's doing so well in Japan that the manga sales have increased, too. And now 85 of the 102 manga volumes that are out uh, have reached the top one. They're all in like the top 100 or or 200 manga in in circulation. So they're all getting bought up again. Um, So apparently this is a very popular movie in Japan and maybe the best One Piece movie yet. I'll I'll for sure give you guys my review once I've had a look at it. But uh, it's doing very well and it's making a lot of waves.
0: Could you imagine it's a crime scene and they walk in and somebody murdered somebody with that fucking One Piece book? (laughs) (laughs) he's the guy's like on his head and just crushed. I don't know. That's just what I think. But oh well. All
2: right. So this week in the what the F manga this is actually a series that I really enjoyed while it was out. And I'm sad that it ended so soon. It's called hard boiled cop and dolphin. Mm -hmm. The hard boiled cop is the guy you see on the right there. And the dolphin is the guy you see on the left, the actual dolphin there. (laughs) So, so this is a, this is a noir cop drama, uh, kind of gag manga, but it also features a lot of ocean themed villains. Um, I thought it was very good, but it was a little bit silly. And I think that's why it didn't last very long, but it is available on Shonen Jump website. (laughs) Uh, And, and interestingly enough, our, our buddy Toom has a series that also features, features anthropomorphic dolphins and he and I connected and, and I showed him this and he thought it was great. So um, if you are interested, check it out. I think it's actually a pretty good, Pretty good series. Tuna is the dolphin. Tuna weekend. is Tuna. the dolphins' weekend. Yeah.
0: Thank you, Sam, for telling me who's who. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: just in case, you know. But it's, it, it would be just which like. One was a dolphin.
1: It would be so like on Japan to have like hard boiled be like the little kid on the dolphin's shoulder versus the guy standing there.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty good. It is a weird concept, but it's very fun. it's very good.
1: All right, for this week we got first appearances of the week, uh, Edge of Spider Verse number three. You get the first appearance of Night Spider, so if you're trying to ride out all these first appearances on uh, of Spider Man, that's one to pick up.
0: Tomb is great. He is an awesome dude.
1: Um. And then the other first appearance of this week is Midnight Suns number one. You get the first appearance of the new Midnight Suns team, which includes Blade, Spirit Rider, Magique Wolverine, Nico Monroe, and Zoe LeVue. So those that's are your a, big... That's a pack, uh, that's a yeah, pack. it's a, a well, packed Midnight Suns team.
0: I couldn't even spit it out if I wanted to. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but we're getting into our top five of the week. We really, you need want to make comic
0: reviews before we do top five? Or do you top five of the comic reviews?
1: Oh, uh, we can do top five then comic reviews. That's fine. Let's do it. Our top five this week was we went with our top five animes. Thought we'd kick it into Sam's wheelhouse this week. Appreciate we it. Top five. Appreciate animes. the nod for sure. So, my top five number five for me is Death Note. I really what? like this series a lot.
0: One of the best opening themes to an anime.
3: it was hard hard
1: for me because it was like a toss-up between death note and cowboy bebop for me but i just went death note because i like it it just slightly edges out cowboy bebop for me um number four samurai shampoo this is just a fun anime fun hilarious anime the baseball episode on this series is like one of my all-time favorite anime episodes So good. If you haven't watched it, just watch it just for that episode. Just the amount of sheer racism in it is just ridiculous. (laughs) And then uh, number three for me, a classic, even Neon Genesis, even Galleon. You know, angels, kids, and big robots fighting angels, and all the daddy issues that come with it. And whiny, having your main character be a whiny little bitch.
2: I interviewed Um, the voice of that whiny little bitch one time.
1: The, um, Spike, Spike Spencer. Spike,
2: yeah. Spike, Spike. Sp- sp-
1: sp- sp- yeah. that guy. Okay. I want to say Spiegel. Cause that's, <laughs> cause that's, that's, that's Cowboy Bebop. Cowboy Bebop. But yeah. Spike Spencer. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, number two for me, One Punch Man. I think One Punch Man has one of the best opening songs for an anime. Oh yeah. Um, but just the first season, not so much the second season. I'm, I'm waiting for the third season. I'm glad that they're changing production companies for the third season, but just the first season, man. From, from the rip, episode one, when you see the kid with the giant butt chin and and, and Saitama comes to save him in the beginning, it's it's just so good. From the do you, follow, do you follow
2: Yusuke Murata, the, the, the artist of One Punch Man, on Twitter? I don't. If you don't, um, I will say it seems like he is working on the animation with the production, with the, awesome. the anime studio. Um, So i'm looking forward to season three also i think it's going to be as good or better than the first season
1: and then my number one is is dragon ball man dragon ball z man all-time favorite dragon ball dragon ball z gt not a big fan of gt but in super anything dragon ball i consume it as much as i can i absolutely love dragon ball and it'll probably be always be my number one so you can't go wrong with some dragon ball we're leading into kyle
0: so bt says your rating
2: is a 6.5
1: my list rating is 6.5 all right well what could i have done better bk
2: we'll get to it after kyle's my
0: my number five is pokemon so when i remember like for some reason when pokemon first kind of hit the the streets i fucking loved it i remember uh I was just for some reason I just I was so infatuated with Pokémon. I loved it. I remember um I don't know if you guys remember this but if you got a Whopper meal at Burger King, you got a full-size Pokéball with a Pokémon on it. Oh yeah. And my aunt worked at Burger King at the time. And she had so many Pokéballs and I was so excited and I remember I I I was so excited for the Pokéballs that what I did was I actually traded a tool to my uncle so that he would give me all the pokeballs that she had. And I would take them and I would throw them <laughs> <laughs> so that they would explode in the and the fucking Pokemon would pop out of it. Like that's how much fun I had with it. Like I just still to this day I still I still enjoy Pokemon. Uh, one of our goals for me and my daughters is we're both gonna get Pikachu tattoos. I wish cool. I still had them, Brian. I don't know what I did with them, but they're
1: fucking awesome. So, number four. Hey, I had Cowboy Bebop on there as an honorable mention, but, bleach, dude, I just I don't dick ride right on bleach like everyone else. And Fifth of the North Star is good too, but. Yes,
0: I. <laughs> I don't know if she stole them. I don't know if she just ate a lot of Whopper meals. I'm not sure, but. She had a shitload of them. Number four for me is Dragon Ball Z. And I remember when I was younger, I've told this story before. It used to come on every Sunday morning at like 10 on Channel 45 here in Phoenix. And me and all my buddies, we would go to another one of our friends' house. There'd be so many of us crammed into his room. He ended up having to put three TVs up. (laughs)
3: <laughs> they weren't flat screens. It was
0: before the days of flat screens. So he had three like tube TVs up just so everybody there were so many people in his room that we could all watch it without getting blocked. We would sit in there and we'd go in there and we'd watch Dragon Ball Z. And then it was awesome because, like, you know, like Deftones did a theme for Dragon Ball Z and they started having all these cool, uh,
1: for the Lord slug yeah. movie.
0: Yeah. So. Dragon Ball Z it just it just reminds me of just a good time on on Sunday mornings with my buddies. Number three is Death Note. Like like I said when Matt chose this as number five, that opening theme is the guitars and the music to that is so hardcore. And it's this is just a great, just a great anime. <laughs> you know, and it's just it's something that I love to watch. And uh, it's something I've watched multiple times. It's just a great
1: anime. There's a lot of great animes that have great an- openings. So like um, Attack on Titan has a really good one. Elfin Lead has a really good one. It's just There's a lot of animes that have just super kick-ass openings.
0: My number two is Trigun Fucking Vash the Stampede. I, I, I used to be late for work watching this on Adult Swim in the mornings. Cause it was the, it was like the last cartoon on before, you know, regular uh, the regular programming came back and this was the end of adult swim. Well, yeah. and this is probably just one of the, I think this is probably one of the greatest made animes out there. Just Vash is awesome. He doesn't even know what he's doing. It's things just kind of fall into place for him. it. just, it's kind of, it's just like, and his guns are badass, and it's just a great fun anime to watch. I know it's old as fuck, but I hope they bring it back. I don't know. Number one is bleach. When I found this fucking show, this is nothing. I found it on Adult Swim, yeah, and yeah. I was what it was. It was like, like the third season or something, and it was all uh, English dubbed. And I went back, and I was like, "This is the greatest! I have to get back, and I have to start this from the beginning." Well, online, I couldn't find all of the English dubs. I ended up having to watch just the English subtitles instead of it being dubbed in English. So I sat on my computer, and I I still don't know how I don't know Japanese now. <laughs> because you think you're know, listening to it and watching the English subtitles that it would be like, but like this is what I did every day when I would get home i ignored my family for god knows how long and i just sat and watched bleach i just sat at my computer and watched
2: bleach are you super psyched that it's coming back
0: yes the only thing i was bummed about with bleach is when you know it got so big that they tried to you know like it ended and then they tried to fill in the gaps the time gaps you remember when they were doing that yeah uh I just didn't think they did a good job doing the time gaps because there's a lot of time gaps in bleach.
1: Yep. So my problem with bleach was its popularity. Like I don't know what it is about me, but a lot of times when someone's like, you should watch this, you should watch this. Like whenever you're like, Oh, I watch anime. I like anime. Oh, bleach, man. Bleach. Like it, it, I just feel like people did wrote it so hard that it like turned me off to it. And I just never like,
0: I didn't even really not into it i didn't even know it was popular i just i'd see it on adult swim it was like a, it was like on saturday nights and i was like this is fucking great and then i just had to go back and just watch them
1: like um attack on titan was like that for me like i love the first season but then it it exploded and i was like all right i'm done with this like i i've not watched any more of it since the first season
0: Hartman, you could put your list here and we'll we'll talk about it. Hartman <laughs>
1: did put his list. Um, it's right here. Oh, there it is. Speed grab, black lagoon, lucky star, ghost in the shell, darker than black, honorable mention, death note.
0: I like that I got a better rating than Matt. <laughs> <I laughs> My rating's seven. probably gonna be
2: like zero.
1: I smell what's coming here, goddammit.
0: <laughs> All right. Now, Sam, our animated. Knowledgeable superstar of anime. What is your list?
2: Well, let's start with a recent release. This is Spy Family. Um, I gotta say, I am absolutely in love with this show. Uh, it it kicked out a lot of older shows that I've been. You know, I was tossing around the idea of Naruto or or Bleach. You know, the former big threes. And this one is just really, really great. Like the composition between the the three leads is so fantastic. The the opening music, the ending music, um, it's just really, really great. Uh, so if anybody is wondering if they should get into this, absolutely you should. It's so, so good. Um, it's beating a lot of other a lot of, a lot of other things out there. Um, I'm looking forward to the second core of this series more than anything else, even, you know, like Demon Slayer or. Um, well, I don't know. I, I don't want to say I don't want to put Chainsaw Man on that list yet because it hasn't come out yet. But it, Chainsaw Man and Spy Family are probably the two things I'm really excited about. Um, this one's actually a film. I don't know if that that was a limitation. I just assume it wasn't. There are limitations
0: here. The sky is the limit.
2: Well, interesting you say that, because Weathering With You is about these kids' relationship with the sky. Uh, it's a very poignant movie. I did um, that on purpose. And, <laughs> yeah, it tied in really well. Uh, I, I've watched this movie many, many times, and it always gets me. It's very uh, meaningful. And the thing that I like about these characters is they're both deeply flawed characters, um, it has, you know, the sister movie uh, is your name and actually happens in the same universe. Um, in your name, the, the two characters there are not deeply flawed. They all make the right choices all the time. They're very, you know, almost Mary Sue's, but these two characters, they make bad choices a lot. And that the, the way that the movie takes it is those bad choices affect lots of other people. And I really appreciate that um, a lot more than in your name. So, a lot of people look at those two movies. If you like your name, you probably will like this one less, but I think this is the superior of the two. Uh, number three is an entry. You guys already saw one punch man. Um, the thing that I love about one punch man is the subversion of tropes. Uh, but it also has become its own thing. Um, it's, it's not, it's not like other superhero manga or anime out there. Um, It's far cooler. Like they take they take things far further, you know, much further than than uh, you would see in like a My Hero Academia. Like Saitama in the comics, he sneezed Jupiter's atmosphere away, and it was freaking amazing. Um, And it just is is really cool. And you can tell how much it means to me. I've got Master Saitama's gym T shirt on. 100 push-ups, 100 sit-ups, 100 squats, and a 10K every day. That's what I do. Uh, three meals a day, a banana for breakfast is just fine. And in the summer, you got to keep the AC off. That's how you become One Punch Man.
0: Well, I can't do the AC off in the summer. Sorry.
2: <laughs> You'll die here. Yeah, for real. Uh, number two, I don't know if you guys are, are familiar with this one, but Mob Psycho 100, written by the same guy who writes One Punch Man, I actually think this is better than one punch, man. Uh, ma the, the whole themes and the way that they do the storytelling in this is fantastic. If you like one punch, man, do yourself a favor and stretch out and see uh, mob Psycho 100 season three is going to drop sometime soon probably early 2023. Um, and the studio who, who is putting it together, studio bones is doing it all by hand. So it's, it's absolutely a labor of love, but it's a fantastic show. Um, it, gives you, it gives you a realistic look at, at people's, one, my favorite thing happens at the end of season one, where the, the blonde in that poster there, the blonde guy at the top in kind of the orange overtone, his name is Reagan Arataka. He takes out a whole squad of villains just with facts and logic. And it's amazing. It's incredible. So, so. Not
0: very much blood in that.
2: No, it's not real bloody. It really, really isn't bloody. It's uh, it's it's like psychics, kind of using their psychic abilities, um, telekinesis, all kinds of stuff. Um, there's some ghosts and, and paranormal and supernatural stuff going on. Um, but the comedy is top notch. The the drama is fantastic. They tried to make this into a live action and it just didn't work because the the actors could not portray the characters as well as as the animators could in the series. So it's just so good. Such a good show. Um, It's so good, in fact, that it actually. Yeah. Go to the next one. It makes me uh, challenges my number one. One Piece. One Piece has been my primary source of entertainment for the last 17 years. Um, I read it, I watch it, I watch the movies, I listen to the music. Um, and I absolutely think about it probably probably as much as I think about sex, I think about one piece. Um
0: <laughs> Damn, no wonder why your <laughs> wife left and we went on vacation.
1: <laughs> uh I as long as you're not thinking about sex. one piece walled having sex, then you're all right. Once in a while, once in a while
2: when I need to stretch things out, yeah, I will. Um <laughs> yes. call you Lucy, huh?
0: <laughs> hey Sam, you in the mood to watch One Piece? Yeah.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but not what I meant. The uh lately the, the I will say that the anime quality has gone places where I personally don't like but um
3: oh, where, where to
0: go well before?
2: they in the latest story arc they have or they've been drawing a lot of auras. Around the characters, which is very like Dragon Ball Z style animation, which is cool for Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, I really liked it in Dragon Ball Z made a lot of sense. I'm not sure it makes a lot of sense for One Piece. And, and in fact, it, it it kind of obscures what's actually happening between the characters a lot of times. So um, while lately the quality of the anime has taken a turn that I'm, I'm not really interested in, uh, for the last 17 years, I have been able to enjoy this show. Um, so I'm looking forward to, you know, probably another 10 years, another 10 years of one piece anime. Oh, I thank you. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) Thanks PK. I appreciate that. Um, I do hope that the quality comes back up and that they're able to, to get it back on track. Um, it is a show, you know, there's always that question. If you were on a desert Island, what would you take with you? I would take one piece because, it's a story that you can go Not back right. over one piece. Yeah. You go over and over and over and you don't run out of content. I mean, so it's, it's over a thousand chapters are coming in on 1100 chapters soon. Um, and you know, you could, that'll keep you busy for quite some time. My wife and I, we tried binging through it to get her caught up through 750 episodes. And it took us uh, a month and a half to get through Seven hundred fifty episodes. So
0: I imagine if, if Sam and his wife get divorced, the biggest fight will be she wants the one piece just to spite you, and you want to keep the one piece. So the right. biggest like thing those is beanie baby, baby divorces from Nineties. One piece stuff.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the beanie baby divorces. Yeah, absolutely.
3: So yeah.
2: So that's work my work. list. One piece at the top.
3: Not yet.
1: It's worse. Comic book reviews. <gasps>
0: Dude, you just gave away Movie Wars. Damn it.
1: Well, I mean, we have no comic review slides.
0: I was just going to share them.
1: Oh, okay. Go ahead.
0: Do do we have an intro for it?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. That'd probably help, huh?
3: So
0: I'm going to start with, I think I'm the only one that read uh, read Samurai Doggy this week. This is great. If you're not reading is it's on issue two. It's great. So this this kind of focuses, I'm not going to draw it out. Um, So if you remember the end of issue one, Samurai Doggy was about to get in a huge fight. He was totally surrounded by people. And that's kind of where the issue ended. So what this issue does is this issue backs up. And actually focuses on another character. It focuses on this dude. And what this whole issue is about. Is this dude's trying to score drugs. (laughs) (laughs) And. So what happens is. Is this is. He. Is on his. That's what he's on his way. Because remember they're at like this carnival type of thing. Um. And what happens is, is he gets to this carnival and this dude's actually so he's there, he's like, I need my, my drugs, and they're giving him so he has to go see this dude that's you know how they're blocking like the carousel mm-hmm. in the last issue. Yeah, the reason that they have these goons blocking the carousel is because the drug dealer is on the carousel. Um and what so it happens is, is they're kind of giving him a hard time, and so this dude he goes in and there he's got Plumphead is the drug dealer, and they're promising him if he buys this certain kind of drug, they're gonna give him this other one, and uh, so that's what that's why they're blocking it. And then he gets he, he gets his drugs. They say come again. And then then he looks and he's like, fuck, they forgot to give the yellow submarine drug to me. (laughs) So so he actually is going back to get the other drug that he wanted. And that's when he notices that the fight is going on with uh, Samurai Doggy. And that's kind of right here. They're all there. And he pulls out the sword.
1: That's a sweet... It's a sweet shot.
0: And he just starts going to town. (laughs) And that's kind of where it ends, but that is is what this issue was. This dude went to go score drugs. That's why the goons are there. They're blocking it. It's a fun read. There's not a lot to it, which makes it great, cool art. It's on issue two. Totally worth checking out.
1: Nice. I have it. I just haven't read it yet. I don't need to now because you just explained it.
0: Yay, thanks for saving me time. All right, so Daredevil.
1: Daredevil 651. So they're starting the, the hand and the fist are starting getting ready to start their war, and Daredevil is trying to recruit people to go to war with him. So he's talking uh, to this cop about joining him on the war against the the hand and he's talking about how he's a cop who's all about arresting other cops and he's not a vigilante and he kinda have a nice little conversation about how Daredevil like, needs someone he can trust and
0: I like how he's just Daredevil he's in a hood you can't tell who he is but you can still see the red gloves. And he's got yeah. his mask on. So like he's in his diner like nobody's gonna tell who he is.
1: Yeah. But um so he's he basically says he can't be matt Murdock anymore and he's only got one identity and that's daredevil so daredevil says for what's coming he needs a little bit of power so then he goes to see the mayor and luke cage who's now the mayor of new york and he's asking luke cage to join him in this fight and luke cage pretty much turns him down and says i'm the mayor now i've got a different fight i can't just be beating people down in the streets um so then he says he's got a meeting to get to. So Daredevil follows him because the people he's meeting with are are someone that are people that Daredevil's tangled in the past and they're very bad people. So he kind of trails him. You're going to keep scrolling, Kyle. He trails them into this meeting. And in this meeting, the, um, the two family members are talking about, you know, what they're going to do and how they're going to rule New York. And basically they, th- they start threatening Luke cage and, um, showing him he like I'm gonna they're like we're gonna make a example out of you and not make the same mistake as we made with our previous mayor who was Wilson Fisk and they said we're gonna show you everything that belongs to us and that we own so it shows them the whole world and Luke Cage is like are you, are you threatening me like you're gonna threaten my kids and my family and and she's like on the contrary we're just trying to prove our point and Luke Cage gets pissed off and breaks their table and stuff and so he's getting ready to leave and turning them down their the offer they're making and Matt Murdoch's their daredevil. And he's like, the, sound, the wall soundproof, but it doesn't start my, stop my super hearing. And then he gets attacked. Um, and then as he's fighting, he gets attacked by one of the lead assassins of the hand, who is actually Electra's um, teacher who taught Electra and they're fighting. And she reveals to him that something's bigger coming that he can't stop. And, she basically tells him that the. Sorry, the, the, break
0: up. sorry, sorry yep. to know, bigger coming.
1: <laughs> yep, <laughs> she says. She tells Daredevil that there's a new leader of the Hand and that it's Punisher, and he's like, "Well, Frank Castle's a, a psychopath, and you're, you know, you're not, you don't know what he's capable of." And, um, yeah, and that's pretty much where it ends. She, for some reason, Daredevil can't pinpoint where she is when she's attacking him. Like he can't hone in on her. And she's doing using some kind of technique that prevents that. And then finally he he she like beats the shit out of him and he can sense where she is because she wants him to follow her and stuff. And that's and so he goes to Foggy Nelson for help and basically saying pack a bag, but you're staying with by me because they're gonna start trying to attack everybody that is close to Daredevil, and then that's the end of the issue. And the cover for the next issue looks super sick. Yes.
0: So our last one we have. Is which was on our top, you know, of our best covers of the week. It's it's sacrament, and this is by AWA Upshot. So this is God. Look how much I have it. Look how cool that cover is. So I'll give you an issue, a rundown of issue one. Issue one is what's pretty much going on in this book. Is it's like the year twenty nine ninety nine. Earth, you know, is Earth, but we have expanded and we have left Earth, and now we live across the universe on different planets. Religion is kind of a thing of the past, and so anytime that that you know priests or nuns or anything are found, what happens is is it's you know everything is so technologically advanced they actually take the faith out of you and make you forget that you even remember the fact of god or faith or believing in god and what happens is, is is a priest and he's a uh he's lost his faith and he's kind of he's kind of addicted to this machine i think it's kind of like a drug and he actually like that's what he uses and they kind him and this nun bounce from planet to planet, like secretly hold like religious events, like you know, like like church. And then and they're and the, they're being chased constantly. And what happens is at the end of issue one is they walk into this in this planet they walk in, and one of their scientists is bound upside down. Stigmata bleeding and they're like okay we've got to find this priest because what happened is 14 years prior they know that he had performed an exorcism and what happens here is this is him performing the exorcism and what happens is they're like something's going on where like th- th- this family was murdered and there were all these upside down crosses and you can see where this is where he finds out and they can smell the sulfur coming off of him. And like the society doesn't like the higher ups do not want to believe that it's actually a possession. They believe that there's just something wrong with him. And so they have the. Uh, and he he kind of blocked out the memories of that exorcism and this machine is you know bringing those memories back and this is them you know and he was an assistant and right here is uh novice reyes soft young naked body so he that's his nun that he slept with and this was 15 years ago that this demon had said her name so now and what happens is, is that uh, that's her getting groped. But what happens is, is why this thing, why this guy is held upside down in the stigmata, he actually says that same thing again. And that's what kind of leads them to believe that maybe he actually is possessed. So this is what I was talking about. They, they try science they realize science doesn't work. And this is where I was talking about with the murdered family and the upside down crosses. And this is where he realizes what happens is, is he has to he has to figure out how to do this exorcism. Because it's like it's like it's like a damned if you do, damned if you don't type of thing. And now you know, and this and then they begin they begin the exorcism. And that's where it ends as they begin the exorcism. I think I just, I, I just I find it. I found the, the writing very fascinating. I, I, I think it's kind of cool. What'd you think, Matt?
1: Yeah, I liked it. I mean, exorcism in space is pretty much the the uh or the exorcist in space is pretty much the concept. So, it's a uh, it was an interesting read. I'm looking to see where they go with issue two and this is issue what two. Happened. Oh, okay. Well, then issue three, because I didn't yeah. heard about it until you pointed it out to me. So I don't know this is issue two. So issue three will be interesting, but but yeah, it's uh, it was a a good read, and I didn't really understand what it was until I was like, holy shit! Like this is literally the Exorcist in space. So it was cool. I'm I'm
0: bummed that this is going only to be five issues. It's only a five issue miniseries. But I mean, it's it's yeah, like this thing totally like. Is like in my wheelhouse of like enjoyable reading. So like, if you haven't checked it out, it's worth checking out. So, but that's that's it. That's that's great. That's great.
1: Good comic book this week.
0: All right, Sacrament is great. Now it's time for Movie Wars. Movie Wars. Wars. So last week, it was Big versus Dragnet. You guys all suck and you voted for Big again. So this week, I'm doing Big versus The Green Mile. And personally, I think The Green Mile blows Big out of the water.
1: I still think Big's a better movie.
0: Great Stephen King story. I think it's one of those stories I think that they did very well coming onto the big screen. So my vote is the Green Mile.
1: The Green Mile just bores the ever-loving shit out of me, so I'm going big.
2: Um, Does that mean I'm the tiebreaker?
0: No, the chat's here, too.
1: Chat's here, too. BK says, Green Mile for life. Two to one. Green Mile by a mile. Four to one. Armin says, how old are we supposed to be? <laughs> <laughs> TK says Green Mile.
0: Five to one. TK I also says, say Green Mile.
1: Matt may have to ride the lightning.
0: <laughs> Hartman says Big. Uh,
1: i say Green Mile. Nathan says Green Mile.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's winning by the landslide.
1: Hartman's got Big. So if there's
0: anybody else in the chat watching, they want to vote, now's your chance.
1: <laughs> the money pit I agree
0: I thought about doing that one but I wanted I wasn't sure if it was was, was that, that Shelly
2: long Tom Hanks and Shelly long in that one
0: yeah I didn't know if if money pit was had enough oomph to actually beat big
2: I don't think so so
0: you I was trying to go for something you made the right money choice that was gonna give big a run for its money
1: and you should is my fourth gump then.
0: Well, I didn't want to, like, yeah, I should (laughs) have. But I don't know. So I'm going to say BK is going for uh, Green Mile.
1: BK said big. Oh, no, sorry. He said Green Mile for life. Yeah, BK is Green Mile. I'm sorry. I got him and Hartman mixed up. Well, I mean, the chat's going to be quiet. So it looks like the Green Mile takes down big.
2: New champion this week. Yeah. So
0: now I can expand and leave Tom Hanks behind and let's now we can really get this rolling.
1: If you want to watch a movie with like a different side of Tom Hanks that you haven't actually seen, like a character role, you should check out that that Elvis movie, man.
2: No, hang on, hang on. You, you guys know, it's talking about Green Mile. You know the guard who, who is the the a hole who, um, doesn't soak the sponge and ends up, ends up causing the the inmate to have a, just a horrible death on the electric chair. Mm-hmm. So that actor, when he was like fifty, like in his fifties, like in his early to mid fifties, he married like a seventeen year old girl. What? Nice. Yeah. He married a girl that was one-third of his age. Yikes.
0: That's no bueno. A little wild. So, yeah, Green Mile. Fuck you, Big. You're out of here. <laughs> I was surprised uh, Big lasted, what, two weeks?
1: It's a good it's movie, three. man.
0: There's three. uh, it beat it beat the burbs. And it beat Dragnet. <coughs> so it was on for three weeks. So awesome. Is there anybody other votes?
1: I don't think we need any other votes. I mean there's <laughs> yeah, solid. shit all over it.
3: Yeah.
0: I just I just really wanted to thump big into the ground. That's all.
1: What do you got against Big Kyle?
0: Yeah, fuck yeah. But that does it for movie wars, then. Hell yeah! So,
2: well, I can't wait for Swiss Army Man. See how Swiss Army Man does against.
0: <laughs> oh, I'll get around to Swiss Army Man. Do we have any dodgeball?
2: Yeah, I got two clips.
0: Shoot, don't bother me.
2: She fly. don't. Is it in the? Me.
0: Is it in our uh, doc?
1: I'm pulling it up
2: right now. Yeah, okay. so this. Last couple weeks, I've had a lot of attention drawn to uh, Triple D via Instagram reels. The first one on the list here has broken my record for uh, post views on Instagram. The the previous record on my personal account was 2.2 million views. And now on Triple D Dodgeball, the Instagram account, the record is now 3.5 million views. And it's called Ted wins standing still. And there's, there's some controversy as to whether he's actually standing still, but I think it's close enough.
0: (laughs) I mean, it is. He, he, I mean, he pretty much just puts his legs together
1: on this one. He just
2: moves his shoulder
0: and then grabs the ball and boom.
1: Yeah. I mean, he does. Yeah. He, he just shoulder shrugs and wins the game, man. 3.5
2: 3.5 yeah. million views on that one. Over mm-hmm. over, 6,700 likes. That it's one's it's really the well.
1: tag. It's the hook, man. Everyone wants to know, how the hell do you win a dodgeball game standing still?
2: Right.
0: Yep, yeah, Right here.
1: Zen dodgeball.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then the next one is my when man, Simon.
0: Thresholds.
2: If you go, if you go to the middle one there at the bottom. I got it right here. Oh, okay. You got it.
0: They're too old for this shit.
2: So my man Simon, he's kind of a bigger guy. He's like 6'2, a bit of a, a huskier build. But the dude just has like this incredible instinct when he's on the court. For the first time he played, no one could hit him. He was just like, it was like uh like a comedy routine for like uh (laughs) you know silent film days he just he has the sense of when things are coming and so (laughs) don't we all (laughs) so he just he does this little you know bow and the ball goes right over him man you guys are becoming some elite players yeah right yeah and what you don't what i i cut it because there was another ball coming right at him that he also uh, I thought he avoided, but I'm not sure if he does. But I just wanted to get that right there. <laughs> I wanted to get the yellow ball because I thought it was so cool. But this one has got like um, 54,000 views, I think. That's crazy. And for me, that's those are important figures because there's a World Dodgeball Federation and a USA Dodgeball Federation, and combined, their total Instagram real views are like 200,000 total for all of their all of their reels. And these two posts, you know, that one post on its own has more views than both of those accounts combined. So um, a lot of attention coming to Triple D Dodgeball. I, I think if there's ever a professional dodgeball league, it'll look a lot more like my league than their league.
0: Damn, Sam. Yeah. You're going to be leaving us all in the dust soon.
2: <laughs> uh, it's a dream. It's a dream yeah, I'm working I, for.
0: What, leaving us in the dust?
2: No, not leaving you in the dust. <laughs> you guys will get front row tickets, I promise. <laughs> VIP uh, I'm, section.
0: I'm going to be like, uh, what's his name's dad, and not go to any of them.
1: Ricky Bobby's dad?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sam will leave you tickets every game. You just don't show up. <laughs> <laughs> or when you do show up, you try to scalp them.
0: Yep, <laughs> I got tickets. Who needs tickets?
3: <laughs>
0: so, I think that concludes our uh,
1: episode for tonight. I think it was a pretty good one. Yeah, and we're all, almost ending on time. Only two minutes over. Oh no, not too shabby. Don't forget to don't forget the thresholds of
2: reality. Matt and Kyle did a great show today on thresholds of reality. We learned something
0: very important on that episode that and it kind of goes against like what you think, but it's like if you're in an antique store and something is calling your name to buy it, don't buy it, it's haunted. It's haunted, that's like that goes against everything because when you see something, you like it's calling out to you, buy it, so you have to buy it. And I was like but they're starting to say, hey, if it's in an antique store and it's calling your name to buy it, don't buy it. Must buy. But yeah, we did a real fun interview today. For some reason, her name, her last name cannot stick in my head. And I had to keep- call it.
1: Misty Kahal. It is a hard one to pronounce. Kyle had asked her three times how she pronounces her name.
0: And then I Was still it- couldn't get it, so I just had them introduce themselves.
2: Misty. Misty Kahal, right?
0: I can't remember if it's Cahal. It, I don't think it's quite Cahal,
2: but that's how it's spelled: C-A-H-A-L.
0: Yeah, but they were a lot of fun. The, it, was a, it was it was was their first podcast, so that they'd ever been on. So it was great that, that they seemed like one, naturals. Yeah, it's yeah, lot, it did great. It was a it was a lot of fun. Matt was my crutch. Mm. I needed. uh He was there for to help me. You could tell that I'm not very good at driving the ship because I forgot to end the broadcast. I forgot to promo any other stuff. <laughs> so I'm not good at driving the ship. I'm just good at being the, the skipper. I thought you did bit. a
1: great job. Yeah, you did real good, Kyle. I'm
0: the Gilligan. I'm the Gilligan of the podcast.
1: <laughs> the Gilligan. <laughs> so uh, all right, and that note, I guess uh, another Saturday night in the books. Hope you guys enjoy the rest of your weekend. Enjoy football tomorrow if you're football fans. Go check out MCM, Brian
0: yeah. show.
3: Yeah,
1: make sure to again check out uh, Kyle's awesome interview on uh, Thresholds of Reality.
0: Check out Friday's um, yeah. episode of Absolute Geek.
1: And make sure to check out tomorrow night on the Star Wars show and Wednesday the Tax Show. There's just so much on Renovision for you to enjoy. You really don't even need to leave the channel.
0: But. Yep. If a creepy doll calls your name, to buy, don't do it. And that's that's uh, what I'm leaving you guys for tonight.
1: And just like Kyle, yeah, just like Kyle says, after every time that he climaxes.